Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to Mad Truth with Dr. Gina, therapy for your activist mind. I am so glad to be with you today. And as we look down the road at the nomination of this SCOTUS individual, Kentanji Brown Jackson, you knew that the minute anybody, anybody said that she might for some reason be questionable, on her qualifications, the first time anyone asks a question, they were going to scream racism. And so, of course, all the liberal corporate rags are following suit and writing articles saying, yes, of course, everyone is racist who thinks that you, can, you should question her. When have we ever had a Supreme Court nominee that we don't question? And if you don't think that she's strong enough for the questioning then why would you want her on the Supreme Court? That's my first question. But we have the Los Angeles Times producing an article saying uh, that the racism happening of this Kentonji Brown Jackson is uh, unsubtle and all about how white society wants to take her down. First on its face, that's ridiculous because white society in and of itself isn't even a thing anymore, right? You can't look at someone anymore and tell what their race is. There are so many people who have so much, so many different ethnicities in their blood that you really can't. It, to do that on its face is racist. And that's the part that they always miss. Well, there's a lot they always miss, but this is the part that they always just gloss over. Someone looks like they're of color, so they're of color. Really? Because a lot of people that are of color don't look like they're of color, right? And you got people like Kamala Harris with zero African blood in her whatsoever out there parading as a so-called woman of color. So, you know, she says she's an African-American, I don't understand how you can be African-American if you have zero African blood in you, but whatever. The whole thing goes back to, and it's so easy for me, Martin Luther King. And he said, judge them not by the color of their skin, but the content of their character, that this would be an ideal world, that this was his dream. And this all flies right in the face of that. The first racist incident regarding this particular SCOTUS nominee was Joe Biden saying he would limit the pool to black women. He would limit his nomination pool to only black women. How is that not racist? How is that saying that you think a black woman can qualify on her own if you limit the pool to begin with? That is racist on its face. That is actual racism. And it's sexist. By the way, why limit it to women? Why limit? Why not just go ahead and make your nomination 
Joe Biden. But don't say I'm only going to limit it to. Because what it does in people's minds is it removes all competitors from black women. And it says it says straight on its face, I don't think that they will be competitive enough if I allow all women, all races, all genders into this. I don't know if I can narrow it to a black woman based on qualifications. That is so racist on its face. There is plenty to plenty of questions to ask about this particular candidate. I think every single nominee should be asked questions. She sits now on the DC Court of Appeals. And I think it's important to note a couple of things. I think it's important to note that she's been pretty lenient with sex offenders. Breitbart did an article on this. She wanted to eliminate the current mandatory minimum sentence for child porn offenders. Under what fantasy is that a good idea? In what screwed up parallel universe would you ever want to eliminate a mandatory for child porn offenders? And as far back as law school, she talked about questioning whether child sex offender registries are constitutional. I'll tell you what's not constitutional. It's child sex porn. That's not constitutional. You punish the criminal. And we have every right to ask questions about this. And our representatives had better not cower in the corner. They had better not, even for a second, think of not asking her questions because they're afraid they're going to be called racist. And I'll tell you what else they better not do. They better not line up every woman and every minority in the Republican Party to ask questions for them. It better not be limited to that. Anyone should be considered for a Supreme Court nominee. Anyone in the, in the whole country and anyone in the Senate ought to be able to ask questions on behalf of their constituencies of this nominee. Here's another problem with this nominee that nobody's even talking about. As she sits on the D.C. Court of Appeals, it has been noted She's a judicial judicial activist. She thinks that she and the courts should make laws, and this violates our very important division of powers, executive, judicial, and legislative. It is our legislators that are supposed to make laws, not the executive branch, branch, not the judicial branch. But she doesn't believe that. That in alone, in and of itself, is a constitutional infraction And that alone prompts me to say, I think that she should be asked some very serious questions. This goes back to a term that we don't use very often anymore. We use the term judicial activist now. That's essentially what it means. But it comes from this initial idea of two different interpretations of the Constitution. One where it's living and fluid and the other one where it isn't. There's no room for interpretation. Uh, This is called a constitutional interpretivist, which is 
Not what it sounds like, actually. That means a constitutional interpretive is is actually inter- interpretiveness. I'll, I'll get this. Interpretivist. That is someone who thinks that the job you have to do when interpreting the Constitution should stay within the four walls of the Constitution and the framers' original intent of the Constitution. That is a constitutional interpretivist, right? Think what did the founders mean exactly and apply it regardless of new court decisions, regardless of uh, society changing, right? That's what an interpretivist believes. A non-interpretivist believes in interpreting the Constitution not based on what our founders thought, not based on what the original intent of the Constitution was, but on what it is, what other courts have determined, on new rulings, because it's a living document. This results in revisions to our Constitution that are deadly and dangerous, and that's where we find ourselves right now. Judicial activism is one of the worst problems of our time. And she is a judicial activist. She is a non-interpretivist. This is a problem. And somebody better ask questions about that as well. I'm going to talk some more about this in just a moment. We're going to talk about a couple of articles that have been written that are just lying and leaving out information because I want you to be armed with that. We're going to talk about what you can do. We're going to talk about our role as Republicans in this identity politics that is getting us into trouble to begin with. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the slippery slope we reside upon now that ends in what we're seeing in the world of swimming today and a bunch of confusion and disillusion. We're going to get to all that right after this. Stay tuned for more Mad Truth with Dr. Gina right after this. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There is, as I mentioned, welcome back, by the way, to Mad Truth. This is therapy for your activist mind, but also therapy for your activist soul. We are going to break down the lies in a couple of the articles that are out there right now and let you know what they are so you are armed. And then I'm going to tell you what you need to do about this. You have a vital role in this. It's not going to be easy to hear. But we as conservatives and as Republicans and even as Christians and as uh, MAGA conservatives have a role in this. And I'm going to talk to you about that. A couple of articles. One, this Los Angeles Times article that I told you about. Um, they don't mention Joe Biden saying poor kids are just as smart as white kids. But they do mention Mitch McConnell saying... And I'm no Mitch McConnell fan. Don't don't misunderstand this as an excuse for him. But he said, if you look at statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. That's what they cite to say that Mitch McConnell and this Republican senators shouldn't be able to ask any questions of this new nominee. Kintari? 
and Tanji. Brown Jackson. I can't read my own writing now. I'm sorry. That's a confusing. I've literally never heard that name in my life. Um, that's a pretty one. But it doesn't qualify you for Supreme Court. And if they're going to say that Republican senators have said things like, if you look at statistics, African-American voters are voting at just as high as percentage as Americans, um, then you have to also mention Joe Biden saying poor kids are just as smart as white kids. What the heck? I mean, it's just it's it's so racist on its face. But then the policy of announcing that you're only going to put black women up for this nomination is even more racist than this comment. Because it takes away the pool of competition and it sends a message that you don't think black women are qualified. It's disgusting. Going on in this article, it says this isn't about one or two individuals or even the actions of one or two administrations. This is about a worldview that considers people of color inherently less fit for the job, whatever the job is, than their white counterparts. That is just absolutely untrue. If you look at the Trump administration, there were all colors. If you look at look at our top top anything and everything, our top CEOs in the country, our our top we've had a black president. Now we've had a woman who calls herself an African American who is vice president. Um, no one cr- criticizes them based on their skin color. It is you who want to do these set asides quotas. Constant identity politics. It is you who are racist. It is you. And you don't even see it. We've got to flip that narrative on its head so that when things like that, and and I really, I almost didn't hear anyone say how racist it was that Joe Biden said he would only consider black women. People are so afraid of being called racist that they won't say the truth. This is where we really, really get into trouble. If you look, though, deep inside the Republican Party, I will say that this racist policy of identity politics and quotas and set-asides penetrates the Republican Party. This is not something Republicans are innocent of. This is not something that uh, you, you, you hear all the time that you know we have to choose someone because they're this or they're that they fit in this box they fit in that box that on itself is big on its face is bigoted and to say that no one questions white men that no white man has ever been have you any of you out there noticed lately i mean i've even said to my own sons cuz they look mostly white we have very varied background but my kids look very white and I've even said to my kids, you know, don't go into politics because they're going to choose politics today. They're going to nominate somebody who's a minority or a woman. They're not going to want you. Do something different. Find a different calling in life. Because you're just, I just, I think that our society has become so bizarrely quota focused, so bizarrely identity politics focused, so woke that we completely miss what it's doing to our girls who want to swim. To our children who want to just be judged based on the content of their character and their own ability to compete in whatever career arena, we've forgotten all about that. It's a mixed up crazy world. And you can't even say it. You can't even say it or they're going to call you a racist. They call black people racists. 
any black woman who takes a stand against identity politics and quotas, oh, she'll be called a racist right away. Lots of my black friends have been called that. I think I'm called it probably at least a few times a day somewhere on social media. And it's doing damage, not just to our culture. It, it, what happens on these slippery slopes is so terrifying. What happens when you mess with God's perfect order of really, truly putting him in the center focus of a country and of your laws is that you don't have absolute truth. So when you take away absolute truth, you end up with anyone's opinion is as good as anyone else's. Now, everyone in this audience believes in religious freedom. Everyone in this audience believes in equality. Everyone in this audience believes in just the good old values that we should appreciate about our culture, where we've come, how far we've come with all of this. But when you take God out of the center of it, then there is no absolute truth. And we end up with this mamsy-pamsy, slippery, slidey slope. And all of this wokeness ends in something extremely damaging. We'll be back in a moment. I'm going to explain what that is and what you can do about it because we're all about action here on Mad Truth Dr. Gina. More in a sec. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back, everybody, to Mad Truth with Dr. Gina, therapy for your activist mind and soul. I love having you guys with me. This, the mental part of this is twofold. One is the motivation, right? The reason they're doing this. And it's so that they can divide people up into small groups and control them and their votes. That's why they do that. That is the mental motivation of anyone, anyone who promotes identity politics. It's control. That is the motivation. Control and power and money. Usually at the center of pretty much every level of corruption. But the mental effect is what is astonishing. And we are seeing this manifest right now. The mental effect of quotas and identity politics and this wokeness. We're seeing this. As I said, I see it with my own children. I think my girls have a lot better chance of doing, um, getting jobs because of their gender than do my boys. That's terrible. We are so bigoted against boys and men in this society. It's disgusting. And why? Because we've removed God. Because we've taken God out of the equation. God says we are created equal. And we've taken that away. And when you take that away, then anyone's opinion is valid. We see this today with the world of swimming. We see these girls who've trained their whole entire lives they've they've gone to college for it they've they've competed their whole lives their families have poured their resources and their time into these young girls who just want to compete 
But guess what? They're competing against biological males now. And where are the feminists? I know there's a couple who've come out, but by and large, where is the feminist outrage? Where's the National Organization for Women? Where is the, where are the, the, the folks who every single time you talk about abortion, they come out of the woodwork like cockroaches to say that's against a woman's rights. Where are those folks? How is this not against women's rights? I, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm partly amused. I feel very bad for these families, these daughters of folks who have um, trained their whole lives and are dropping out of sports today because they know that they're going to have to compete with men. Why would you become a runner? Why would you risk the injury and the, and the time and the money? Why would you become a swimmer? Why would you do anything in the world of competition if you know you're going to have to compete with biological men if you're a woman? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense to do it anymore. So they're dropping out, and I feel bad for them, but there is a part of me, if I'm honest, that is amused at the circular nature of what really comes down to sin, what really comes down to sin, this wokeness, these identity politics, these quotas, this whole effort to make everyone the same or to make sure everyone's included and nobody's feelings are ever hurt. This ridiculousness has landed us here, and it is such a perfect illustration of what folks like you and me have been talking about for decades, decades. We've been saying this is a slippery slope. If we go down it, the end of it's not good. Oh, that we're never going to have bathrooms with guys raping. Oh, well, yes, we do. Yes, we do now. Absolutely. Oh, well, we're not going to have, we're not going to destroy women's sports. Well, yeah, we actually are. It'll be happening in every women's sport you can imagine now. Oh, well, you know, this isn't going to hurt my family. My ch Oh, yes, eventually it will touch you in some way, shape, or form. It will destroy opportunities for your children. And I don't care if you are black or white or Hispanic or what you are or gay. It will hurt you. When they divide, when tyrants divide based on bigoted notions like skin color, gender, sexual identity, anything else, when they divide, ultimately, that always ends with the very groups that think they're getting privileges actually being harmed or killed. Case in point, they throw gays off of buildings in Muslim countries. That's the case in point. They've married little girls to old men. When it's an Islamist making the rules, that's where it ends. So we want to be so tolerant of every religion and we want to be so tolerant of it. Sounds good. Sounds really good. Tolerance is a great thing. Laws based on identity politics is not a great thing. It should be all about equality. So what have you done? What's your and my responsibility in this? Well, our responsibility is every single time we say, oh, look at this candidate. They're so great because they're a blank, blank, blank. Put them in the boxes. We're putting them in the boxes. It's racist, my friends. Don't do it. Don't let your friends do it. What does that, what does his, her skin color or his sexual identity have to do with qualifications? Nothing. That is not speaking about equality. That's you participating. That's you acting like a Democrat. 
That's you acting like a Democrat fascist, and Democrats are fascists. I've said that if you missed my last podcast, uh, go back, and I talk about how fascist Democrats are. Democrats are fascists. New Rasmussen polling proved that. Their attitudes are as fascist as it gets. They want you punished and imprisoned and your children taken away for your questions. And we all saw what just happened at Harvard with supposedly a free speech debate between a Christian and an atheist. Kids today, Harvard kids, have no clue what free speech even is. And they tried to stop it. And this is the next generation of supposedly the most elite in college. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. This has to be stopped. But you're participating. If you are one of those who says, oh, look at this candidate. Look at this job candidate. Look at this political candidate. They fit in these boxes. Isn't that so great? We have a candidate. Aren't we amazing? Who fits in these boxes. No, my friends. We cannot participate. Do not put people in boxes based on their skin color or anything else. And if you've done it, I've done it. Not going to lie. We've participated in where we are today. We've participated in the fact that we are now looking at someone who is a constitutional non-interpretiveness, someone who is a judicial activist who thinks that she should make laws. That disqualifies her. I don't care what color her skin is. This is how we got to elect a racist president, Joe Biden, one of the worst racists ever in history. Such evidence of his racism. And this is how we got to where our daughters can't participate in women's sports anymore. We play a role. So we have to stop. And we have to literally wake up the Republican Party to stop that baloney. And stop choosing people based on factors. Stop that. That alone is the most race. That's where it all begins. So anyway, that's your little doctor's orders for today. Um, I do think that she has this particular candidate, I want to say, has some very interesting qualifications. I'm excited for the questioning to start. I want you to implore your senators to ask the questions about uh, this, this child sex porn criminals and about her being a judicial activist because I think those are really important things. And uh, so I hope that you will call your senators. I hope that you will take to your whatever your mechanism of uh, uh, of getting the word out is, whether it's social media or writing or telling your friends at the grocery store. I don't care. Just get the word out because this has to stop and it has to stop now. And we have to stop participating and we have to ask questions and be fearless of being called. You know in your heart whether or not you're a racist and if you're not a racist, don't be afraid of being called one. Because what they say about you doesn't make it so. And when that's the, and that's the last argument they make, by the way, when they really have no other arguments to make. So anyway, all right, friends, go be activists and uh, hope that this was therapeutic and helpful to you in terms of giving you some real just things that you can do, real practical ideas so that you can go out there and be a better activist. And I am with you every step of the way. Thanks for joining me. I hope that you will subscribe and share this Mad Truth podcast. And uh, we'll be back later on in the week with more 
on whatever else I think the media isn't telling you. That's what I try to focus on, whatever I think the media is not telling you. So thank you for sharing this and for subscribing. And don't forget to join me on my show uh, every single night, 7 p.m. If you live on the eastern part of the country, it is 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can get it anywhere there's glass, anywhere there's smart glass, on your phone, on your television. And uh, it's called Real America's Voice, RAV TV. And uh, love to see you on the show as well. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Go boldly now and live the truth. Won't you give me-